Hello, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. This is a safe space where mamas can talk openly about their highs and lows of motherhood and to look deeper into who they are as women and their journey into motherhood. We may agree and disagree or cry and laugh, but one thing for sure is we will learn from one another and have a great time. So sit back and enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Mama's No Best. We got something to say podcast. I will be introducing my next guest in just a moment. Um, thank you for tuning in. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm just going to raise my volume a little bit. You can hear me well? Yes. Okay, so this is my first time recording on Zoom. Usually I've done Skype for my interviews, uh-huh. um, but it's just a mess with editing. So I was like, let's see how, let's see how Zoom works. Um, yeah, people love Zoom for it. I haven't done, I haven't recorded for podcast yet. So. Oh, okay. Well, awesome. So nice to meet you. It's always, I mean, I know your face. I know from Instagram. <laughs> Good to meet um, you in real, kind of real life. <laughs> kind of real life. Yes. Um, so I did some backup research on you just on your Instagram. Um, uh, so, and like I had mentioned, I like to have these interviews go really organic. Um, I don't even know how I came across your Instagram page, but I always find that it's awesome for a mom community, how there are so many, um, uh, different people that we can meet. Um, and you kind of, I guess are, uh, do the kind of, um, I don't want to say parenting, but your lifestyle and your, your things that you promote about on your Instagram um, are things of how my lifestyle is. Um, I know you're in Hawaii, which, gosh, we'll get into that. And, you know, if you're from Hawaii and how you landed in Hawaii, if you're not from Hawaii. But um, um, so, yeah, so I kind of connected you on that way. But I wanted to bring you on because I see that you are a big, big advocate for um, women empowerment, women um um, I just saw your latest um, videos of you saying, you know, um, strengthening the relationship with yourself and having healthy relationships with food. So we're kind of going to get into all of that. Sure. Um, but quickly tell me, I know you're a mom yourself. Tell me about um, your son. I know you have a son. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so go ahead. I, go ahead. Yeah. So I have a two and a half year old son, uh, Theodore. And then I also have a 15 year old stepson. Ah, um, nice. Yeah, it be very helpful during quarantine. <laughs> I'm sure. And yeah. we'll get into that briefly of, cause that's 50, that's a big age gap. Um, yeah. And parenting a teenager who's kind of, it's like teaching an old dog new tricks, kind of like they're not set in their ways, but yeah, we'll get into that. Um, okay. So tell me about your motherhood journey um, briefly and um, yeah. And how you're, you're from, if you're from Hawaii or all of that good stuff. Sure. So I actually nannied through most of my 20s. Um, and in some ways, it's kind of funny, like, it's, I'm tired of parenting, now that it's my turn. Um, so that's an interesting emotional aspect for me to be balancing, because obviously, I love, love, love my son. And I love my stepson. But um, yeah, the part of me as a business owner is so Driven. How long did you um, nanny for? I nannied from age 20 or 21 to age 32. Wow. 
that's yeah. a long period of time of caring for someone else's child. So the, the different, the difference between the two that, yeah, that must be a lot of emotional different ways of, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I love kids. I love my kids. Um, but there's part of me that is like, this will not be what my life is all about right now. Um, so there's, I have a strong boundary mm-hmm. for my, uh, my ambition, my yeah. desire to, nurture women to grow to love themselves like that part of me won't be backburnered yeah so it's been interesting because ever since I became a mom I've still had this inner drive like I I created my entire program I've been learning to market it effectively I've been connecting with other women and getting out there um so, so yeah, you from- started, so you, and not to cut you off, so you started your program, which we'll get into how you started and why, but quickly, as soon as you became a mom, you felt a need for it? Um, I was already, so I studied holistic nutrition in my mid-20s, but I just didn't have the confidence uh, to really put myself out there, to really take a stance on things, and I did a little bit, I, you know, I would post things on Facebook or post on Instagram about mindfulness and body and nutrition. But uh, it was honestly like once I had my child, Mm -hmm. I had a whole like self-worth like renovation (laughs) inside myself. Uh, I I think I, I remember one day just thinking through like I used to be willing to charge only like $25 an hour for my nutrition services. Um, and now like I think about that, that's what I would pay a babysitter. Yeah. And so then if I were to only charge someone $25 for the hour to work with them, hello, I wouldn't have childcare. And you and know, so really, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I, it just was such a, like a mind, what's the word, like mind blown explosion mm-hmm. where I realized like I've been, I have thought this low of myself that uh, like it really made clear to me all those years that I was nannying, not that there weren't benefits to it. Um, I enjoyed that as a job. I enjoyed being part of the communities that I was part of, but um, I was playing small. I was playing really small. I was living in other people's lives, not in my own life. And having my own child really helped to highlight how I had not been living my own life and so and I can imagine because we had a nanny for my son um the first year and a half and I had a friend who was a nanny and she had said number one when she wasn't she nanny throughout um uh college um she had said that when she had a child she wouldn't get a nanny because she knew I guess the nuances and stuff that came with it but it's so interesting that you found that connection so early on because my son is two and a half and I still struggle with my connection of finding out what I wanted just in life. Like I thought I had everything set up at 34 years old because I was 34 when my son was born, when um, I got pregnant or Mm -hmm. when I had him, whatever, the two, one of the two. Um, And um, I was like, I thought I had everything figured out and I didn't. So it's interesting that you kind of, I guess you being a nanny, like, ooh, and you saw what parenting, maybe some of the moms, you saw things that they were going through that you were like, okay, no, I know that when it's time for me to have a child, I need to do things differently. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's less about the comparison to other moms 
and more that like I've always had this deep need of something needs to come through me mm-hmm. and it kind of just happened that the timing, the transformation of becoming a mother, um, a lot of things like did connect and intuitively come through me, mm-hmm. uh, which was awesome. It was That's kind awesome. of like aligned. It all aligned yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of my pregnancy, I had just started studying life coaching. And so that also brought a lot of the tools that I needed. And then some more um, like spiritual mem- mentors came into my life and that brought some of the tools together that all of these puzzle pieces that I didn't even know I was collecting for so long. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so more for me, it was just the the financial mm-hmm. aspect of my value, like my time and my value as a human and my gifts that I have to give to the world. I was completely underselling myself before. <laughs> as, as women normally do, unfortunately. My as husband is the one who has to like, input in my mind and I want to start small and whatever it is financially. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, why, why do we do that as women? It's just like the first thing we go to, we undervalue everything, everything. Okay. So go on. So you, so, so you made the transition. Now you're, you're a mom. Um, so you said you started the, you went into, um, holistic, um, um, yeah. Now, did you have a home birth? Did you want to go the natural way? Like how, what was your pregnancy, postpartum and all that journey, labor and delivery? Sure. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty crunchy, but I've learned in motherhood, I'm not as crunchy as others. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, same, I, I, same. Yeah. <laughs> like I love holistic medicine. I fully, fully, fully believe in the, the power of the body to heal, especially when we are offering nutrients that support to the body, um, sometimes in the form of supplements, always in the form of whole foods and self-care and rest and all the good yummy things, right? Um, as far as my pregnancy, I actually had a, a, a weak pelvic floor going into pregnancy that I did not know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I was having chronic back pain for probably the three years prior to having my baby. Mm-hmm. And it had gotten better because I think I had subconsciously learned to fire my pelvic floor. So it was getting a little stronger. Mm-hmm. So my back was doing better, but it was not, it was not fully conscious, whatever right. changes I had made. Um, so pregnancy became hard for me because then, you know, when the, when the pressure, when the pelvic floor is not doing what it's meant to do and also my glutes were dormant. So that's so much of my, uh, my postural core, right? Um, then my round ligaments and my hip flexors were really tight and walking got really hard right around 20 weeks. Um, and then by the time I delivered my beautiful, precious boy was nine pounds. (laughs) So he was also not a small baby for, you know, the postural issues I was having. So Mm -hmm. I did not get to have the fun, cute, fit pregnancy that I thought I would have. Um, and that's fine. Like I had a lot of, I surrendered, like, I let go of that control. That's a, that's a key word, surrendering. I think in motherhood, in your pregnancy, you have to just surrender and, and just let be what it's supposed to be. Yeah. There's so much that we, yeah. we, we don't write the whole story. Someone else has a hand in it. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then delivery, I, um, I had seen enough of my crunchy friends have expectations of an orgasmic meditative birth and have 
something else happen. And so I'm pretty, like, I'm, like I said, I'm pretty crunchy. I'm pretty spiritual. I'm also really pragmatic. <laughs> and realist so, of knowing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I took, you know, I read a bunch of the books. I, I did a lot of some mental preparing. I'm also the third of seven children. So like my mom has given birth a million times. Um, <laughs> and so it was always like, uh, birth is pretty normal to me, but I'll also like not normal in my body, in my experience. And sure. so I wanted to study a lot, but I also wanted to just let go of everything. So I went in with the, I wanted to have a hospital birth just because I've never given birth before. And I am like a pragmatic safety first person. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to have a lot of medical intervention unless it was necessary. So I did have on my birthing plan, like, um, you know, ideally to have a tub in the room, which I got, which was awesome. Not That's a birthing tub. I was going to say, how did you work with that? Because I find what is unfortunate, because I feel like you are that exception between the crunchy and the pragmatic, right? Um, and like in Florida, it's like almost all or nothing. I think there's one or two hospitals that might kind of give what you're describing, but really it's you go to the hospital and you're gonna have the whole intervention or you have to go through a midwife and get a birthing center. So how did you get, that was awesome that you were able to find that you had that. Uh, yeah, so I wanna be clear, it wasn't a birthing tub, it was just a soaking tub so then I but could still, have. Yeah, like still, would <laughs> offer that to say sure, you know, yeah. Um, I just lucked out, honestly. Like at the time, I had Kaiser insurance, which Kaiser is not always known for being a great experience. And I will say, I didn't love the post birth floor, but I did have a great experience with labor and delivery. Nice. Um, nice. I got to have that tub, they let me use it. Um, they have midwives, midwife uh, nurses. And um, they pegged me as crunchy. And one woman, it was funny because I come from the Pacific Northwest. I know we wanted to touch on that. Yeah. Um, but I live. I grew up on the coast of Oregon, and then I moved to Portland, Oregon. Okay. And that's where I studied nutrition. That's where like a lot of the base of my like crunchy roots sure. come from. <laughs> and it was yeah. funny, one of the midwives at one point, I was asking her all these questions because I had not really studied getting um the epidural but at 36 hours of labor I was ready to have a nap <laughs> and so she I'm asking all these questions and she's like you know you really remind me of my experience I had when I lived in the Pacific Northwest <laughs> <laughs> well I am one of them <laughs> um and they were really patient they answered all my questions and then I decided to follow through and get um the what is that called the <laughs> epidural or the pitocin the epidural they also did um they talked me into pitocin once i had the epidural um so i i had all kinds of intervention but it's after 36 hours and the body is not opening up and and i did not have a doula it was not something that we could afford at that time yeah and so uh, part of me wishes that i had that extra support and i had had that more um you know like people who sure of like a little push per se yeah yeah but you know it is what is it what it is at the end of it i had a healthy you labored for 36 hours you gave it all you got i think you <laughs> two hours like i'm so thankful i got that because that was at 36 hours. It was still, what, a day and a half? 
<laughs> yeah. later that I actually had a baby. Yeah, so it's not like you were like, sure. I mean, you tried and like you, like we said, you know, it's life is life and there's powers that be of why things are meant yeah. to be. Um, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, there's only so much that we are in control of. Yeah, if I hadn't have had the epidural, then I wouldn't have slept for two days before meeting the most important person in my life. Sure, of course. Right? That'd be nuts. I would just have passed out. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and it's, it's funny. My sister had their own almost 36 hours of labor. And we say that, um, too, of, gosh, once that's done, it's like here. Like, no one's there to tell you, like, oh, we'll help you. It's like, no, now you got to still be a mom after you just went right. through this intense, yeah. most, you know, crazy, exhilarating, amazing thing that you've never experienced where it's like, oh, here's a little baby. Now you got to take care of it. And you're like, what? <laughs> when you're like halfway like done. It's crazy, crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> you, you know, which is why I feel like, unfortunately, um, there's not enough given on the postpartum side for moms. I think we're now with, with Instagram, women like you, women like I even like think me, I mean, my, what I'm trying to do on my Instagram and, and what mama's no best is a little different, but I want to build a community of women. Ultimately, yeah. I want my podcast to serve as a community. You know, we're all different, but we all have very um, similar experience. I mean, we're moms, right? So a lot of it all intertwines one way or another. There's someone who is like, yes, girl, I've, I've been there where you've been seen with, with me and my experience. Um, and I think it's, it's amazing that we have that, but gosh, it's 2020. And we still don't know or have the proper tools in place to help moms during postpartum, right. which is unfortunate because it's 2020, <laughs> but you know, yeah, it's, you know, step-by-step. Step. Yeah. That's why we're here. That's why, you know, we're trying to build these communities to help moms. Okay. So now you're a mom, Theodore, which he is adorable. Um, uh, so tell me, so how, so now you're a mom, um, did you take time off from doing your wellness coaching? Did it push you even more? What was the time from you saying, okay, I'm going to be a mom right now? Or did it all again, intertwine together and it was organic? Um, yeah, I think I took some time to just like not have pressure to post or to be present, you know, um, to see how, how all the puzzle pieces fall. Sure. Um, but I know I put together my first ebook when he was four months. Like your first, I'm sorry, you said ebook. E yeah, um, I figured that out when he was four months old and mm -hmm. was proud of myself. <laughs> so, okay, so go. So once you tell me that of how you transition, I want you then to say what your business is and what you do. So we'll we'll talk sure. about you, you know, intertwining all that. But yeah, then tell me you, Natalie, as a businesswoman, what you've created and what you do. Yeah, so I'm an integrative wellness coach. Um, integrative because I use um, like what's called strategic intervention life coaching. It's the the life coaching program that was created, inspired by Tony Robbins um, oh. techniques. Okay. And so I use that, which is like, a, like part of my brain is very pragmatic, right? But then I also use what's called um, theta healing, which is a meditation technique that helps you get a bird's eye view of your life and create a lot of like inner heart healing. Um, it's, it's a form of energy healing. And then I also have the holistic nutrition that I use. And just my background with that is that holistic nutrition healed my body. I was at a very young age on track to have very poor health um, and to be a different person than I am today. And so 
like I had said, I was always very passionate about holistic nutrition, but I couldn't figure out how to get it to land with people. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, the reason that in the U.S. we are fat, sick, and nearly dead, as they say, is not because of lack of healthy options or healthy information. Um, it's because of our relationship with ourselves, with food, with life. Sure. And therefore, that's why I decided to to use the spiritual side. I'm also getting into what's called Akashic work, work which is also spiritual healing, mm-hmm. energy healing. Um, I'm at kind of beginning stages of that, really using it for myself first so that I can land it sure. um, and then figure out where it's going to be when I work with clients. But um, between all of those, right, it's very mind, body, soul. I also have a background teaching yoga. And so like movement is very important to me. Body language is important to me. All of those things come together for this program that I created that's called Love Your Body Now. Um, It's very mind, body, soul based. You know, I teach meditation practices, how to create habits that are going to stick, how to change your self-talk into positive Mm self-talk, how to catch that negative self-talk so that you can switch it. Then how to identify negative storylines, negative story patterns that are driving your life unconsciously and how to rewrite those storylines so that you can start to just change what you know as reality. Do you find being a mom with that, do a lot of those habits and a lot of those things that you say of the relationships that we have with food start when we're young, right? We do, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so all of this, any mother, any woman that's going to make these changes in her own life, it's only going to reflect well on her children. Sure. Because you're going to teach your children to, to, that it's good to take space for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, our generation, I feel like we were so often, we were taught to be seen and not heard. And like what that does to a soul, you know, when no one will listen to your opinion, when no one cares about your creativity, yeah. that hurts. And it takes Absolutely. generations, or not generations, it takes decades sure. to overcome. And it, in some cases, it does take generations. And some cases, exactly. Some cases, it's not um, resolved within that generation and then they pass it on until yeah. the curse is broken and you find healthy ways. We deal with that on the, on the on nutrition side where my, I'm similar to you where I'm crunchy. Like I had my um, placenta encapsulated. Like I believe in all of that. Um, yeah. I breastfed my son till he was almost two years old. Um, I probably would have kept on, but after a while I was like, all right, two years, I think, I think we're good. Um, so, you know, there are, um, things and I give a lot of credit to my husband because a lot of things um my husband has kind of you know different programs that we try to just trying to have more healthier eating habits and my sister and I have found a lot of that came from growing up we didn't eat a lot of vegetables with our dinner where my husband's like nope when I was growing up we had to have a vegetable on the plate with this now it wasn't like my mom was not trying to um not give us vegetables but she also worked she also you know she she comes from the generation as a mom food was on the table about 5 p.m when my dad came home so she was making what she had to make if we didn't want the vegetables she wasn't like oh sure here she was like okay then you know what don't sound like she never made them but she didn't show us in a healthy way how they could be good she didn't have time for any of that she didn't know how to make that time um so which is why my sister and i were like we it's just up to us to stop those um, gener- generational curses and yeah. let you know, our children see 
um, what food does, the healing aspects of food, um, taking care of yourself, being seen, not hurt, allowing my son to have the emotions and let him cry and let him be angry and scream. And I'll tell him, it's okay, you can't hit me because we're at the hitting stage. We're at that, you know, hitting stage of saying, you know, you can't hit, but express yourself, you yeah. know? So that's awesome that you kind of are doing a little bit of everything, <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah. tell me, um, how did you, what's the eBooks and what is that? You said it's your first one. So how many do you have and what does that consist of? Sure. Okay. So, um, yeah, I want to touch back on the program though, cause I, there's even oh, more ahead, than what I had said. Um, and the ebook, my latest ebook actually goes through all of this as well. It's, it's basically a breakdown of the modules in my program. And so uh, after you learn to rewrite storylines is when I get into the six human needs, which okay. is what uh, my last few YouTube videos have been about. I really like to use the six human needs. They're very illuminating for almost pro any problem that you could have in your life. Awesome. Um, so six human needs, kind of how you, we all have these basic needs. We're all meeting them all day, every day. And we can meet them at low levels or high levels. So it, my program gives you that breakdown. The ebook will also give like a synopsis that can help you get an understanding of it as well. Then we get into stress cycles, something that's called the crazy eight, where, you know, we're good, we're good, we're good. We fall, we work ourselves back up. We're good, we're good, we're good. We fall, like this happens over and over. So you can use the six human needs as well as, as self-care practices to catch yourself before your fall. So you don't fall as far. You're like, Okay, this is normal. I know that I can't stay high forever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fall, but I don't have to go Chris Blatt. <laughs> and you know, because you find that people, we tend to do that. It's like, whew, and then we fall all the way, and then we're upset that we fall in, and then we can't get out. Yeah, we tend to think like, okay, I'm good. I finally achieved it. I found out how to be happy all and the time. And it's gonna be like that forever. <laughs> yeah, and, but it's not because it's not. That's not the human experience. We're not here to be enjoy all of the time we can we can be in love and we can find joy in any moment absolutely but we're going to have natural ups and downs so you can learn to minimize that with using your six human needs how you're meeting your needs finding more balance in your everyday life and in your relationships with yourself and others um, and then you can use that to kind of uh, have a, a little bell ding like stress signal <laughs> and then you're, then you're prepared. yeah 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 maybe clear my schedule set better boundaries um you know that things like that um so then we get into self-care like what is self-care of mind body and soul and how do those look different 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 parts of yourself and then i teach my intuitive eating system <clears throat> i created my own intuitive eating system intuitively when I was 19 and I decided to go off of dairy. Um, and that's one of the first things that really changed my life to go to be healthier. Um, and so I teach the exact way that I made up when I was younger. And then I also teach um, a way that is more well known um, for intuitive eating. So I have both types of programs, like um, both types of intuitive eating options there. Hmm. For different, um, for myself, I decided to eat healthier because my body and um, and emotionally I was so inflamed. And so for me, it was easy to just like learn to cut things out and feel a difference in my life. But um, for people who might be coming from a more um, already they've been restricting food background, then the other program, uh, the other way of learning to intuitively eat would be better for them because that um, takes you through a, a 
period of time where you are learning what foods you like and what you feel like when you eat certain foods. When you eat those foods, so which is very, very important. Um, mm -hmm. I learned that about, again, later on in life. Um, my husband and I, one of my best friends is actually a raw vegan chef. Um, her father had passed away and that kind of changed everything for her and she became into wanting to heal through food. Um, so she would tell me, oh, you know, if you eat this, you know, this will happen. And if you're feeling this way, so I, I get all of that. Um, yeah. So if I was someone who wanted to come to you and say, hey, um, I want to join one of your programs. Is it all inclusive? Is it um, well, you could have this particular program? And is it also geared toward me and myself and what my needs are? So like the self-care, what I'm able to do, the things that I enjoy, and then you build a program based off of that. Is that how that works? So the program exists online already. It's all there. It's um, eight modules plus another uh, another page full of meditations that are available to you to use. Awesome. Then each module also has between five and ten journaling prompts that will help you land the the lesson or the message specific to your story. Um, so that's really where a lot of the work is. It's not, you don't just soak up information that I tell you, like all the information in my videos is great, but you have to land it at your own, um, intellectual and emotional and heart level, right? That's where real shifts occur right. when you can make those connections in yourself for yourself and not just make the connections, but also map out your own personal plan for how you're going to succeed in stepping forward in a different way which I think is important because a lot of times we will um, ingest information, I guess you can say, or take all it, but then what do you do with it? Right, yeah, you've got yeah, to take have it. You can read as much as you want, you can see all the videos you want, but then what are you doing with that information? What specifically can you do to then build on, um, you know, as you were saying in your earlier video of, um, you know, strengthening relationship with yourself, seeing the big picture, um, because like I said, I, I had seen what your IG videos and you were kind of getting into that. Um, okay, so uh, your ebooks, ebooks. Yeah, so my latest ebook is uh, entitled 11 Steps to Love Your Body Now. So very much in the same flavor as my program. Um, and that has, um, I guess it's 11 steps, so it's more than the modules I have. But I think I just broke down a few things that's in my program. Yeah. And so it's essentially the same thing, but at a smaller level, like it gives you a taste of everything that's in my program. And I have journaling prompts and um, like contemplation ideas in that ebook too. So it's definitely a great place to get started if you want to learn more about my message and about who I am. Um, and then once you're, once you sign up to get the ebook, then you'll be added to my newsletter list, which then I send out, I try to send out at least once a week, but sometimes I don't. Um, but anytime I do send out a newsletter, it, you know, it has a theme, it has a lesson in it. And I always add a journaling prompt for my newsletter people because I want people to heal. Like it's not just about. So I see the journaling aspect of it is very important to you. Why? Explain why, what is it about the journaling aspect that you feel is so important? Because you mentioned it with sure. ebook, you mentioned it with your program. What's the significance of that? Oh yeah, journaling is huge. Um, it's funny, I should look more into the science of this because they are finding, scientifically, journaling is very therapeutic. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with like, when we are in stress, when we are in angst or fear or depression, 
we have all these thoughts just swimming in our head, going in circles and circles and circles. And those thoughts need the opportunity to land outside of ourselves, right? Um, And so that's where journaling comes in, where you can have all these thoughts. You can watch my videos and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to take the time to take five or 10 or 20 minutes and write out, okay, yeah, this is where that memory, my first memory with food was this and this and this. And I, that's crazy because I'm relating to food that way now. You know, like you start making these connections because you stop and take the time. You're breathing slowly. You're, <laughs> you have to, you know, when we write with our hands also, like um, journaling, uh, not on the computer, the brain goes so much faster than our fingers can write that it, I find that like you really filter out so much so, garbage. So you have to slow down, like makes you slow down because you are writing and you're like, nope, no, no, wait, let me, as opposed to just typing and you're just typing all day. Yeah, yeah. And I think we also use typing for different reasons, right? Like we'll type for a blog post or we'll type um, a letter to our boss or, you know, we'll, we'll use it for different reasons that are more professional. We're used to having a different voice through our typing fingers. Whereas with pen, it's really an opportunity to allow your real inner voice to come mm-hmm. out. And I do talk about that in my program, like even connecting to your deepest place of love and writing from your deepest place of love so that you're not just writing from your ego, uh, you're writing from your soul level place. Um, Therefore, you're gonna get different answers than if you're writing from fear. So you can use writing in all kinds of ways. Sometimes it is good to do kind of an ego dump, a brain dump, like a written diarrhea, you know, completely (laughs) unload the trash. Um, But other times you can get a lot of really good insight on what your next few steps in your life will be just based on the voice that's coming out in your writing. No, that's, that's an awesome point. I mean, they, like you said, the science of it, I mean, they even say like, that's why when you're taking notes or something, they say um, studies have shown if you're writing it, you retain it better, right? You're retaining it because you have to, you're actually writing it as opposed to typing, which not that you couldn't retain it either, but there is something with touching the pen, writing on the paper, and it kind of flowing through you. And maybe it is, like you said, the slowing down aspect of it, of your brain having to catch up to write the words. I know for me, when I write sometimes now, even the spelling, because I'm so used to, I don't know if it's the texting and stuff that when I'm writing, I'm like, wait a minute, what am I, you know, like, even though it's crazy, you know? This Um, word looks different. (laughs) It does when I'm writing for long periods, you know, because I love to write. Um, but I'm so used to, like you said, blog posts, I've written articles, but that's not on pen and paper. That's computer. That's not me actually writing, you know? Um, okay. So what else comes with, you have a program, you have your YouTube videos. Now, is this all inclusive? How do you, are the packages separate? How does that work? Yeah. So the ebook is free. Anyone can sign up for that. The emails I send out are totally free. And I, like I said, I, I really try to put good content out there for everyone that joins my community. Um, yeah, and I send out the journaling prompts. I really want to help people continue elevating. That matters to me a lot. Um, and then I occasionally will send out an email or an offer on my social media um, to remind people about my program. My program is what's called Evergreen. Um, but what I like to do is have like a phone call interview or um, at least message with someone beforehand to make sure that they're really ready for my program, that it's the right, that they're the right fit for it. 
Um, oh, that's really good too. That's a good point. Yeah. That you have a what you have like a questionnaire to make sure that they're going to be as dedicated or that this is really the right time. The right time. Like I don't want someone to, you know, buy it if they're not going to dedicate the time to it. I think that's huge. Um, or if they if they're going to expect it to solve their problems without putting the effort forward. Um, cause I can't change someone else. I can't make choices for someone else. It has to be something that someone is really hungry for and that they really want and not just like a, a purchase to make them feel good in a moment. It's gotta be sure, something yeah. ready, right? Like so anything else, problem. right? You're not going to make changes in your life if you're not ready. You're not going no. to, even people who go on diets, it's interesting. Cause I'm like, the diet is still, when I say diet, like a fad diet, that is still just a, um, you're not fixing, as you said earlier, your bigger picture. That yeah. is just still a, um, I, what's the word, like a small fix. It's just a little thing. It's not, you're not changing the lifestyle of it. Yeah. So once that diet is over, then what happens? Once right. you lose a pound, then it's like, what? So you have to be ready to make a complete change in whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. And that's what I wish people would understand when it comes to the diets, when it comes to the food relationships is especially the, the older generations and maybe even our generation is like, no, it's not just the diets or making a small thing here. It has to be the bigger picture. It has to be your full lifestyle change. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the phone call helps with that. At some point I, you know, I want to build a landing page so it's available to people. And, and as after they've been in my community a while and they know me and I even know who they are, you know, like then it will be easier for that. Um, to just be available. But right now I really like to make that personal connection. Um, especially cause I, at this moment, most of the programs that I sell are, um, I'm, they're not with one-on-one, -on -one, uh, coaching sessions. Some of them are, but many of them are not. And so I really want to be able to make that connection. Like mm -hmm. I know who you are. I can send a message and ask how they're doing. You know, I don't want it to just be like completely random people right now. <laughs> sure, of course you want to have, that's what, yeah. I mean, all of this is still about connecting and things like that. Now, what about yeah. retreats in Hawaii? Um, do you do retreats? Do you do, I think, have I seen something like that on your page maybe come through or no? I don't think so. Uh, that would, that's definitely a dream down the road. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Cause that would be awesome. You know, maybe not something that's like days on end but where yeah. a group of women can kind of get together and just have you know um physically um you know participating in your program in a yeah. in a group level that would be awesome i'm sure yeah i would love i would love for that to happen down the road um especially right now with coronavirus none of us know what how things are going to unfold but mm -hmm. um definitely i have a dream to connect women and to hold women and, and circle and to mm. provide a container for women to be safe, own their voice, expand into their bodies to fully be present, to fully be known to themselves and to others. And there's so much healing when we fully own ourselves. So now you, you obviously going through your, doing this yourself and coming um, to the realization of, like you said, finding your value, finding your worth. Um, finding your voice and things um, and, you know, finding these things have worked for you, which is what you're, you know, now trying to share with other women. How have you find that has made you as a, as a mom? I mean, obviously you don't necessarily have something to compare it to because it's your first child, but um, you know, like you said, you've, you've been a nanny, you've seen other experience. How do you feel that has helped you be a mom or in motherhood? Yeah. All the, uh, just so I understand the question, all the, um, I'm like totally, I'm on my period right now and my brain is not full. 
<laughs> I just started today. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, those are the first, second days are are the toughest. Totally. So it's just like you know, how have you feel that has helped you just be a mom, or maybe because it's so aligned, you don't really see a difference. Um, like for me, like I know, I guess, I guess I'm saying like I know you get stressed, right? But you're able to find triggers. So sure. adding your son to the mix, I guess, yeah. How do you feel you're able to deal with maybe a temper tantrum or to deal with as he's growing and you're like, oh, you know, and, and you might be stressed at the, at the same time where he really needs you and you're like, ah, I'm, I'm trying to juggle. I guess, how have you found the program to work for you? What you've been able to do oh. to help you be that way in motherhood, I guess. I yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I think the key, like I was talking about the crazy eight, right? Like we're never going to stay up here. Yeah. <laughs> and so for me, it's, uh, and I also chose a really great life partner who uh, is very supportive. That's very, very key. Yes. But yeah, he's super supportive. And I, so I'm not alone. I think that's part of it. Um, I think there are a lot of moms out there who don't have partners who are as supportive and I really like my heart goes out to them. I feel for them because I know that it's been really hard for me being a mom and having postpartum anxiety and probably some postpartum depression as well. And, and even with such a supportive husband, uh, like husband, uh, or we're not married yet, but boyfriend, we, you know, there were still times when he like left knives out on the counter and I didn't feel like it was safe for me to, stay asleep in the morning sleep in to just let go right yeah um, so all of it is very like mothering is so all encompassing <laughs> like it's and it's, very uh, overbearing and just very yeah. just a lot of a lot of different things <laughs> yeah it's so constant and so many things and so many little stressors every now and then and and the tantrums and i won't eat this i'll only eat big bars for now, <laughs> you know, all, all of that. Yeah. It is a lot. And so it's not like I have this magic potion where suddenly there's no stress. Like I have plenty mm -hmm. of stress. Um, but what I would say that I am good at and dialed into is saying I need self-care. Like I have recognizing the need for it. Yeah. yeah. I need to go to a yoga class or um, even the situation I have right now where I have a nanny that lives in, uh, we have a back unit. And um, we, we were not intending to use that space for anything, but I'm like, we have it. We, someone totally like fell out of the sky asking to live there and help me take care of my child. And I'm like, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I say yes to that. Um, and you know, like that is something that I, on some level I manifested because I knew when I was nannying that I always, I always knew I wanted a nanny. Oh, so um, you, so you were the flip of my friend. So you knew the importance of having that. Yeah. I don't want to do it all myself. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good, um, uh, truth thing because yeah. I feel like some moms, like, it's like, we can't say certain things like that. Right. Like we can't say, I don't, it's like me. I cannot wait for my son to go back to school. I've been on, um, leave with him because of the coronavirus and stuff and because he's been out of school and it has been amazing. Yeah. But, I don't want to be his teacher anymore. I no. just don't. No, and you know, I love that I see some moms that have the Montessori thing and they're so whatever. And I'm like, that is never gonna be me. Yeah. Um, obviously I've been doing it because we have to and that's fine, but I'm like, that's just not what my heart is. Yeah. It's just not it, you know? Yeah. Um, 
So that's amazing that you're like, yeah, I don't want to just do it all myself. You, we, we recognizing that, um, you know, we need that village or whoever that village yeah. is, you know? Exactly. And so when you align yourself with it, you know, like I, I was asking the universe for help and the universe gave me help. So that worked out. It's amazing. But yeah, I, it's not that I don't feel stressed or that I don't get worked up, but I don't, I, I know that when I am stressed or when I am worked up, um, I have a supportive partner that I can vocalize my issues to, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so key. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does a great job of hearing me without absorbing whatever it is I'm going through. Like my stuff is my stuff, his stuff is his stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it gives me, a, my program, I think teaches a lot of responsibility and sovereignty for your own feelings, thoughts, and emotions and storyline. And so like, you know, I'm sure I will sometimes be like, you're this and you're that. And he'll be like, am I, <laughs> you know, like we joke about it. Yeah. Um, but but it's yeah, the responsibility of knowing of you and what for sure. Yeah. 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 So it's more my program more just teaches super responsibility for yourself. We are always going to be stuck in the human condition as long as we are humans. And so there is no magic potion that is going to solve your life. Um, this is a huge stepping stone on the path to getting to know yourself and to changing your relationship with life and food. Sure. But is it the all-encompassing Bible of life? No, it is not. Like, <laughs> no, of course. But I think yeah. if you're giving the tools, like you said, for women to um, understand that need, and I think is more important what you kind of hit on the um, hit on the head right there of recognizing it, which I think is important. Because yeah, we have those highs and then we have those lows. And I think it's in those lows that you're like, okay, well, what am I going to do with that? Do I need to journal? Do I need to go for a run? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to go to my, with my girlfriend and go get a drink? Like, what is it that yeah. you need? I'm being honest with ourselves and saying, I need this. Yeah. Because we're not always honest and saying, but I need, I need this. You might need that, but I need this. I need yeah. to drink a glass of wine and just not have anyone near me right now. You know, whatever yeah. it is, you know, I need, a bath. Uh, I need acupuncture. <laughs> yeah. Or acupuncture. Exactly. It's so funny because my husband and I had signed up for something like that. Um, but unfortunately because of COVID, um, and the, you know, it's a, um, of getting acupuncture and, and things. And we were going to work on once a month, whether it's massage and I've never done acupuncture, but he has, and I've heard great things. So we were going to get into that. So I'm looking forward to that once this is all kind of clear. Yeah. Um, so Natalie, I'm going to put in my um, uh, podcast page information of how people can reach you, but why don't you also say where people can find you? And then I'm going to go into quick, um, I like to do fire round of questions and then sure. that'll be it. But yeah, why don't you tell us where we can find you? Sure. So I'm on Instagram as Natalie Fund. Um, and that's just my name that, yeah, yeah they'll see. <laughs> and I'm on YouTube. Um, you can also just search my name for that and Facebook, same thing. I have a Facebook group that you'll, I can provide a link for or people Yeah, you can send me a link. I, which I think I, I, I got a notification. Your Instagram friend is on Facebook. So I think I'm part of your group, but send it whatever okay. links you want me to post so that I can put okay. it on my podcast page. Okay. Will do. Yeah. I'm, I'm in all the, all those places. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So um, one of my fire questions that I like to ask is just knowing you, Natalie, the woman, obviously you are a mom, but as we know, there's so many different aspects. Um, what's your favorite book? Ooh, favorite book. Whether new, old, something recent, whatever you, you know, 
you enjoy? Because I read a lot of books and there's some that just don't stick to my mind. And then there's that one that I'm like, yeah, this, you know, kind of go back to. Yeah, the one that, that it's calling me right now is Brené Brown, The Gift of Perfection or mm -hmm. The Gift of Imperfection. Um, I must have read that like 10 years ago, at least at this point. Oh, wow. Yeah, about 10 years ago, maybe eight or nine years ago. Oh. Um, and I couldn't tell you the details of it, but it changed my life. Okay, awesome. I'll have to check it out. The Gift of Imperfection. Yeah. Um, okay, what's your favorite um, song? What's a song? Actually, not even favorite song. What song is nostalgic for you when you hear it, it brings you back to a really good time? Um, I would have to say, what is that song called? <laughs> it goes Baby When the Lights Go Out by, I think, a band called Five. Um, I don't know. It's like boy one. band from the 90s. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Um, but when I was a gymnast, I that was my song that would make me tumble better. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Boy band group. I like that from the 90s. Um, what's your favorite, or who is your favorite artist? Could be music, could be anything. Um... Right now, I would say my friend Brittany is an incredible artist. She has learned the art of like growing indigo and other plants in order to make colors, to dye fabrics. And her creations are just so incredible. And just she really has so much patience and so much skill that she has honed. Uh, whenever I see any of her work or just the pictures that she takes of the world, I am like, this woman is so present in her art, in her life, and so celebratory of what it is to be a creator. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I always, um, I'm fascinated by people who can touch into their um, creative side because I, I have, I do not have a creative bone really. Not, I can't say that because I mean, I do write. So there are certain things, but that artistic view of like what you said yeah. and able and the patience for it and to do that. Oh, I admire that so much. Yeah. Color and shapes are not really my thing. So when I see someone who just gets it all, like mm -hmm. they, they can, she's always been at, been great at creating an ambiance, creating an energy in a room. And I'm like, that is a skill. <laughs> well, that's great that you have a connection because when you are ready and you grow to what you would like to be, she can create and help you, you know, um, have that and create ambiances yeah. for, you know, for you. Um, Absolutely. When do you feel the most badass? When do you feel like, yes, I got this. And you're just like, I feel you're like, you're feeling yourself. When either when I am practicing yoga and I like to have the mirror, I like to see I like to see my body doing strong things. I love it. Um, and then also when I'm coaching, I love live one-on-one -on -one coaching. I love it. Nice. Awesome. Okay. So now we get into a couple of mommy questions. What was a low mommy moment um, of the week of the day? Just a really low moment for you that you were like, yeah. Um, low mommy moment. A few days ago, my son was digging in the pantry and a can of beans fell on his toe and just totally like split his toe back from the nail and it just looked so painful and he was like we haven't had a lot of blood stuff uh we've been really lucky that way yeah. and so it was probably our first real like there was blood all over my hand yeah. he was confused Scary moment. and, yeah. and he's yeah. okay 
yeah, he's doing fine and his toe is healing and it, you know, it's right on the tip of his toe. So it keeps getting knocked and hit and stuff. And we were just talking about keeping it safe, but he's good. That just was hard. Yeah, hard yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Especially like you said, you haven't had, we've had a few, but a lot of it always is teeth. He either fell off the bed jumping or little things. So we've had, um, yeah. but having that boy, and you know, I don't like to do this whole stereotype thing because I just don't. Yeah. But boys just, I know mine, he likes to climb yeah, things in the exploration. And my husband's like, get ready. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just not. Oh, don't do dangerous things. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, it's, and uh, again, being pragmatic and being like, I know I have to expect it and understand, but it's still hard. Okay, last question. What was your high mommy moment of the week? My high mommy moments. Uh, the night before last, maybe it was last night. I don't, like I said, on my period, not all here, but we, we go for walks around the neighborhood a lot. And the other day we like as a family, like even with the two and a half year old, like we all basically ran most of, uh, a mile or mile and a half. Mm -hmm. And that just makes me really happy. Like happy that my body is strong enough now because recovery was hard on me. Um, and happy that, you know, my, my little boy loves to run and be active and take pleasure in being outside and yeah. just the playfulness that goes with all of that, you know, looking That's for awesome. the moon and finding leaves on the ground and, and playing like chase together and pretending that daddy's a monster like that. It's, I was looking forward to this age, you know, and it, now that I'm in it, I've got a it's magical it really is yeah. like the, I know they have the tant tantrums and things and you know all that but it really truly is a magical magical age yeah. with just the exploration and like you said the monsters my son's like be a cheetah and I'm like okay I'll be a cheetah you know yeah. he, all these things so it's it's it is very magical yeah. do you have any other any other comments anything you want to say last words um Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a pleasure having you. Um, like I said, I've been following you for some time. I definitely want to sign up um, for the ebook and um, put, put the word out there for you because I think it's amazing what you're doing. So keep doing it. You know, continued blessings to you for everything. Um, stay safe. And I know we never kind of got into Hawaii, but enjoy it. I love seeing the pictures that you post and just the landscape is just beautiful. Yeah, I, I'm so thankful to be here every single day. It's I mean, we're in South Florida, so it's nice. I have the, the yeah. tropical weather, but no, you have, you know, the landscape is just, it's just beautiful. Maybe one day when I, when I get out there, I'll definitely yeah. reach out, but take definitely. care. It was a pleasure. Thank you. I'll let you know once this gets posted. Perfect. All right. Take good care. to meet you. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and give a review on the platform you're listening on. Tune in next time to hear another fierce mama share her story. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.